Welcome to the Brolly Marketing Podcast Series, where we explore anything and everything to do with running your small business. Today, we are going to look at the art of a successful podcast, how to do it and how not to do it, how to market it, and how to make sure people listen to it. My name is Sharon Shapiro, and joining me down the line to talk about this big subject is Dave Harris, founder of Dave Harris Communications, experts at podcast and video production. Dave is ex-BBC and very experienced, as you will find out, hopefully as you're listening to this podcast. So, Dave. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Dave. We're going to be talking about the art of a good po- podcast and communications, I think, in a wider sense as well. But one of the things that I was interested in understanding was top tips and tricks and things that you think are an absolute must-have and not to do, perhaps, when you are making a podcast. Okay, well, I think there's a few things that you need to think about before you embark on this road. I mean, first of all, it's worth saying that podcasts are, are a great idea for most businesses and most uh, most organisations that uh, kind of want to get a different style of communication out there. But you kind of need to ask the question why, first of all. So so that would be my you know, my first thing, you know, why are you doing it? What's, what, what are you hoping to achieve with it? What are the messages, if you like? What's the philosophy? What's the, what's the sort of thing you want to get across? And I think that all has to tie in with your organization's sort of purpose. And uh, there has to be some sort of consistency and congruency, if I can use that word, between what your organization and you as an individual stand for and what the podcast represents. So the two things have to kind of match up. And the second thing to think about is, if you're going to make the podcast, who is it aimed at? Uh, who's the audience? That might be a fairly obvious question to ask, but but I think a lot of people don't ask it. And, um, you know, the audience is probably going to be very similar to your, your target audience for, you know, for when you're doing your marketing and that sort of thing. Uh, I say probably because you might be doing the podcast for a completely different reason to the to the reason you uh, you sell your trinkets or your services or whatever it is. But let's assume that it is pretty similar. So hopefully you will already have an idea through your marketing expertise of who your who your target audience is. And then you've got to think about well, if that's my target audience, what sort of podcast are they likely to enjoy? Uh, and the reason I mention that is obviously. Uh, you know, different audiences are, are likely to respond to different styles of podcasting. So the sort of style that I do, as you can probably tell by listening to this, is very much a sort of Radio 4, middle-class white bloke, you know, uh, doing his thing. And, and there's not much I can do about that because that's who I am and, and I can't pretend to be something else because I think authenticity, by the way, is very important in these things. It's 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 silly to try and pretend to be something else. So given that you're being authentic, you, you've obviously, the chances are your audience are, you know, in some way similar to you, probably. And if they're not, if they're very different, you know, if they're working class kids from the inner city, for example, then probably, and, and you're not, and you're like me, you know, you're a 50-something middle-class bloke then the chances are you might need some help with this with the presentation of the podcast maybe you need to find somebody who does relate more to that audience so anyway all all, all I'm saying there in a rather roundabout way is you need to think about this stuff uh, and not just assume that everybody's going to love you because of who you are and you also talked about when we talked about this uh, before we talked about listening didn't we and um, how important that was yeah, so that that's really all about the interview technique. So I suppose I'm a great fan of the interview. I've been doing interviews most of my career, certainly for the last 
20 years or so. And I've come to realize over that time that the interview is a hugely powerful tool if it's used well. Because you, know, you can interview somebody badly, it's quite easy to do that. But if, if you get an interview right, then it's a great platform for your interviewee to express themselves. And, and I think your job as the interviewer or the podcast host assuming it's that sort of podcast, is to provide that platform, is to give somebody that opportunity to express themselves. And the way you do that is certainly by listening, as you just mentioned. You've got to listen to what they say and hopefully empathise. You might not agree with everything they say, but certainly try and understand where they're coming from. And also not to make a fool of yourself by asking a question they've just answered. So it's very important to listen. Not as easy as it sounds because uh, even professionals, people like me who've been doing it for years, do sometimes get distracted by other things, technical issues, that sort of stuff, you know. And so, so you, you've got to concentrate and really focus on what they're saying. And then the other thing is, which is probably just as important as listening, is you've got to make sure that the person you're interviewing is comfortable. Make sure that they feel that you're on their side uh, that at the very least you're not there to try and trip them up. You're not you're not there to do a sort of Jeremy Paxman or something on them, because if they're relaxed and and happy to talk to you, they're far more likely to be able to express themselves well and authentically and give you good material for your podcast. And in the end, what you want is that good material. You want good content because you want to get listeners. You want people to come back for more. So it's very important that you give the opportunity uh, to people to express themselves. And one key tip about that is to remember that the podcast is not about you as the interviewer. It's about the guest. They're doing you a favour by being there. So remember that and remember that to, to kind of shut up while they're talking, you know. Oh, and incidentally, another good tip is is not is to try not to go, uh, uh-huh, yes, you know, all the way through their answers because that's that can be very distracting. It's a, very, it's a normal conversational tick that we all have in, in real life. But in a podcast, particularly in an audio-only podcast, uh, that can be distracting to the audience. So keep your mouth shut while they're answering. Don't interrupt unless there's a really good reason to. Because remember, you can always edit these things afterwards if the answer's a bit long or whatever, or get them to redo it. So, so yeah, keep your mouth shut. Let them do do the answering and don't worry about a bit of silence you can edit that out afterwards good point actually you know where you've said shut up i think that's a really good point and actually even in um, thinking about selling which is obviously what i do to shut up is one of the key phrases that we're often told because we although we think we listen very well we often actually don't and we do tend to have a you know, as a human beings, I think, interrupt people. So I think that's a really good point. And when you also talked about marketing it um, and coming back for more, that's a really key point, isn't it? Because, again, when we talked about this, we said that it wasn't just enough to make the podcast because that's all very well. But what do you actually do with it? afterwards yeah that's a that's an excellent point you can make uh, absolutely marvelous you know award-winning podcast with uh, with ev- get everything right technically get everything right from a content point of view but so what if nobody listens to it you know it's it's uh, you've got to tell people you've done it 
And it's it's just like everything else in business. If you just sit there and rely on the fact that you make a wonderful product and assume that everybody will come, the chances are they won't. So you've got to find ways of telling your audience, your potential audience, that this podcast exists. Uh, so that might be through social media. That's the obvious, obvious channels to use because it's a digital format. It's very easy to link to and that sort of thing. Um, but it might also be through email marketing and, uh, and other types of marketing. But whatever method you choose to use, and you'll probably end up using several, you do need to do it. And you need to strategize that as well. You can't just sort of do it on an ad hoc basis. You know, if you know you've got a podcast launching, you know, a week on Thursday, then maybe trail it a bit, give it a bit, big it up a little bit before it comes out. And then when it comes out, obviously, you need to tell people uh, about it. Uh, and then you need to tell them again. And then you need to tell them again. So don't just tell them once. Tell them three times, tell them five times, you know, because obviously a lot of social media particularly doesn't get seen by all your audience. You have to keep repeating and repeating. And another thing is you can create, you know, if you've got a half hour episode, well, you can create little audio clips from that. So one service that, that we offer our clients is we'll create sort of four or five audio clips from an episode. And then they might be 20, 30 seconds long, so they can be put on social media as little tasters. Uh, so that so that can be very good, a good way of you know, you know, here's a here's a clip from our podcast. You know, if you want to listen to the whole thing, click here, uh, and all that sort of stuff. So there's various uh, tips and tricks that you can use for marketing it, but you have got to market it, no question about it. And by the way, you're not going to get a huge audience overnight. That just does not happen unless you're a big celebrity or something like that, which most of us aren't. So you've got to be patient. You've got to build that audience gradually. Word of mouth is a big thing. Obviously, people will tell each other about it, hopefully share it on social media and that sort of thing. But you have to be patient. It's why podcasts lend themselves to being episodic. Uh, You know, it's not really a good idea just to make one podcast you know you need to be thinking about well we're going to make 10 or we're going to make 20 or we're going to do this for three years you know and it's going to take a year at least to establish that audience it is a it's not it's a long game podcasting it's not an overnight sort of thing that will transform your marketing so you have to be prepared for that that slightly longer slog but the rewards are great if you're prepared to do that yeah i think that's actually a really good point on the social media side of things because thinking about uh, depending on what channels you're using to market but let's talk about just Instagram, for example, you know, they brought out something called Reels, which is meant to kind of be taking over from TikTok and so on. But they are very much pushing that at the moment. So to your point about taking little clips, you can do that really easily. Stick it on Reels and it's remarkable how they'll push it out. There seems to be no specific science that I can determine as to what that is, except, as you rightly say, the more that you do it, the more that it will get out to the audience. It's fairly straightforward. Also thinking about what social media outlets, presumably, are relevant to the podcast audience, but also perhaps experimenting with those as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're you're, you're right. You've you've got to kind of know where your audience hang out. You know, are they are they all big Twitter users or LinkedIn users or Instagram users or, or whatever they might be, and and you've got to hang out there too. Coming back to where you talked about the editing, I think that's probably something worth talking about because there's a couple of elements to that from what I can tell. Well, obviously, it's more than that. But thinking about how you edit it, I believe, is very important. But also then thinking about the clips that you take to put out on social media and to promote it must also be very important as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, the the, the editing is an interesting one because 
when I'm recording a podcast, very much as we're doing now, Sharon, you know, I, I try and record it what we call in the business as live. So as if it were going out to a live audience, as if it were, a, you know, live on the radio. Now, of course, it isn't. But the point is, by doing it that way, I feel you nearly always get a better feel to it. You know, the thing uh, sounds more alive. It has more life. But of course, you still have the option of editing, which is the great thing. So you can go back and retake stuff. And if, if you know, if the fire engine goes past and completely obliterates the sound or whatever, or or there's a mistake or you, or you lose your online feed or whatever it might be, you can edit out those problems and gaps and that sort of thing. So it's great to have the editing. And of course, you might want to edit for content as well. If the person you're interviewing just talks too much, you know, I mean, I did a, a podcast quite recently for, for a, for a client um, that you and I both know actually um, and uh, we had a great contributor on it but he wouldn't shut up he was he was a really really loquacious really talkative great really interesting guy nothing he said was bad you know it was all interesting but it was just too much you know the podcast was ridiculously long so we had to do a bit of judicious editing on that and just try and take out without without sort of taking away the essence of what he was talking about and hopefully we succeeded in that so sometimes you have to do that but the you know the great thing about a podcast of course is you do have much more flexibility with time than you do with video for example so videos typically marketing videos you know might be a minute long if you're lucky you know and uh, people will switch off after that you know a podcast can be anything from 15 minutes to to an hour long you know people do download and regularly listen to podcasts that are very very long an hour for me is a bit too long I, th- I think half an hour is a good target for a podcast it doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes or it's 40 minutes anywhere in that range is fine because people are going to download it and listen to it in their own time and that's the point with podcasts you know people people choose when to listen so they can download it and listen to it on their journey to work uh, assuming they still have a commute of course these days or they could listen to it while they're doing the gardening or they could listen to it uh, you know while they're preparing the uh, the meal for the for the family in the evening you know there's various ways you can you can use it but the lovely thing about a podcast is because it's audio only it can be done while you're doing other stuff. You know, you can have it, you can wear the headphones or whatever and, and listen to it just like you listen to the radio in the background and you can pay as much or as little attention as you want. It's a very different medium to, to visual mediums because it allows you to do other stuff at the same time, whether that be driving or sitting on a train or whatever it is. That is why podcasts can be long and it's why you can go into so much more depth with them and they are so much more interesting in the end, I believe, than most corporate video. Absolutely. And I think the other thing I was thinking about there as well was the preparation beforehand. We haven't really talked about that much, have we? How important that is. So there's a couple of aspects to preparation. And I suppose broadly you could you could split them into into content, you know, what you're actually going to say the editorial stuff, if you like, the, the the substance of the interview or the podcast, and then the technical side, you know, how you're going to do it technically. So let me deal with the content first. Clearly, this is going to be uh, dependent on the type of podcast you're you're doing and and what your you know what your overarching theme is for your podcast. In the case of this podcast we're doing today, you know, obviously where it's aimed at helping small businesses with their issues and problems that that affect small businesses so that's quite a wide remit you know there's plenty of things we can talk about today we happen to be talking about podcast production so once you've established that once you've established what your what your overarching theme is and what a particular episode is going to be about then of course it's worth chatting with the 
participants, if you're if you're the host of it, I'm, uh, I'm thinking now, or the producer, you talk to the participants and you say, OK, so what are we going to talk about? What are the specifics? And it's really worth getting a, a list of bullet points, really, an A4 sheet of bullet points, you know, maybe 10 points that you want to get across, for example, or it could be five or it could be 15. The point is you have a sort of roadmap which will guide uh, you through the podcast. So the host, a good host, will be able to take that roadmap and then gently guide the participants through that route map to make sure all those points are covered and they get a chance to answer all those questions. So that's kind of the main prep. You don't need to, you don't need to script the body of the podcast. In fact, I would say it was it would be a mistake to try to do that. You've got to rely. You've got to trust yourself to be able to just talk about this stuff as we're doing now. Where there is some use in scripting is for the beginning and the end of the podcast. I would argue that it is worth scripting the introduction because it sounds so much more professional if you do that. It sounds so much more like a proper radio show if you do that. So the introduction would typically introduce what the podcast is about, give a little preview of what you're going to discuss, and most importantly, it would introduce the guests. So tell people who you are as the host, but also, more importantly, who the guests are, what are their credentials, why should you be listening to them, what's the, uh, you know, you introduce me as, a, as an ex-BBC person, so hopefully people will think, oh, okay, well, he may have something useful to say if he's worked for the BBC, of course, <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite a big assumption, but uh, hopefully it's true. But the point is you're giving people that reason to listen. So the introduction is very important. And then at the other end of the podcast, a little outro as well, a little call to action, perhaps. A little, so, well, thanks very much to my guest so-and-so from so-and-so. If you want to find out more, go to this website or whatever, you know. And, oh, and by the way, please subscribe and, and keep listening to our podcast. So those, those things are important. So script the beginning and the end and then have a roadmap for what comes in between. So that's the that's the content. You also asked me, I also said that there's the technical side, and I, and I won't dwell on this too much because we could talk all day about this, but clearly the, the there are technical issues in recording podcasts, even in these days of doing it all online, as we're doing now. Having a decent microphone and a pair of headphones, really important. Uh, you, you've got to listen on headphones. If, if you're getting the sound via the speaker, you're going to get all sorts of problems with feedback and, and loops and delayed sound, and it's a bit of a nightmare. So you want a decent pair of headphones, hopefully, and uh, a decent microphone. And, and when I say a decent microphone, obviously, if you're the host of the show, it is worth investing you know, in, in a nice uh, microphone. And there are loads of them on, on Amazon and other sellers these days. USB microphones are very easy and, and cheap to buy. You can buy very high-quality USB microphones for £50. Uh, they will plug straight into your laptop or your computer and you will get very decent sound from them uh, if you if your budget's a bit bigger you can buy a little interface which allows you to plug professional microphones in through things called xlr inputs that sort of stuff so again there's a range of technology a range of equipment that you can invest in but it is worth researching this a bit and uh, and i help a lot of clients with this sort of thing uh, in making sure they've got the right kit and then the guest also has to have a microphone but clearly it would be unreasonable to expect the guest to go out and spend 50 pounds on a new microphone unless they're doing a lot of podcasting uh, but we found that you can use typical uh, sort of earbuds from a from a mobile phone which have a little microphone on the cable which will sort of sit near their mouth and if that's plugged into their laptop um, that can work very well and be 
perfectly acceptable uh, for an online interview. All, all the sort of um, headphones that have a little microphone uh, that kind of, you know, the sort of thing you see in a call centre, that sort of stuff, that also works very well. So you don't have to invest a huge amount for the guest. Obviously, if you've got somebody with a nice microphone at the other end, that's brilliant. A basic level of equipment will improve the sound quality hugely above and beyond just using the microphone that's built into the laptop which generally will sound awful and will pick up most of the room noise as well. I think that's a really good point and actually probably something that maybe people don't think about in terms of the kit um, that they're going to need to record the uh, podcast and thinking about uh, you talking about one that you'd done recently where the person that you were interviewing didn't have a set of headphones. So, you know, that I guess we take these things for granted, don't we, nowadays, that everybody has this kit, and actually sometimes they don't. Yeah, and, 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 and it causes problems when they don't, you know, and it, ju- it just makes the job harder, and, and it makes it harder for the listener in the end as well because the, the listener's going to be dealing with quality problems, and really you don't want them to be thinking about quality, you want them to be thinking about the content. So if the kit, if the technology gets in the way of the message, then it's a problem. Coming back to where you talked about the interviewee and making them feel comfortable thinking about the setup and so on, any kind of thoughts on how you would do that? Yeah, I sort of, I suppose, having been doing it for a long time, uh, I don't often think about it in that much depth. I just kind of do it. You know what it's like when you when you're experienced at something, but it's very important. And that the first thing is obviously, if at all possible, you want to have met them before the day of the recording. Uh, and these days, that's likely to be online via a Zoom call or something like that. Uh, but that's okay. You know that that that's fine. That's far better than nothing. Uh, obviously, in the old days, we used to meet face to face, but uh, but <laughs> we don't do that so often at the moment. But so so have a Zoom call with them. Get to know them and try and understand where they're coming from. Obviously, you need to tell them what you want to get from the podcast, why you've asked them on, what it is you want them to talk about. But you also want to reassure them that this is not going to be an unpleasant experience for them, that they're going to, you know, the idea is that they're going to enjoy themselves and they're going to get some benefit from it as well because hopefully they will they will get some exposure, some publicity. Perhaps you can make the podcast available to them to embed in their website if they want to do that. We we often do that with our clients and things so that they so, so that the podcast gets a wider reach. Uh, and of course, that's something that uh, a lot of podcast uh, producers like me kind of recommend is that when you're choosing your guests, you know, uh, whilst this shouldn't be the primary reason, it's a good idea to choose guests that have their own audience, if you like, on social media. If they've got a big social media following and you record a podcast with them, then you've kind of introduced yourself to a whole new audience uh, because they're likely to tell their, audi- their audience that they've done it. So, so yes, get to know them, uh, try and make them feel comfortable, uh, try and empathise with them, you know, just try and be a human being with them, you know, and, and, and remember that they're doing you a favour by coming on your podcast. So make sure they're aware of that and that you're going to do your damnedest to, to make it a pleasant experience for them and to a useful experience as well. Uh, and then having done that introductory call and agreed what you're going to talk about and all those sorts of things, then, of course, when the day comes, you know, you're old friends, aren't you? So you can, uh, you, you can uh, you know, you can chat. And m- most online podcast uh, software has, has a video link these days as well, although that video link doesn't get recorded usually. So you can see them 
so at least you can kind of read body language to an extent as much as you can on a, on a Zoom type call. You know, if you're in the same room as somebody, you can tell a lot about their mood and their body language and whether they're comfortable or not. Uh, but uh, again, these days, often that's not possible. And anyway, even if it were possible, your guest might be in America or, or Australia, you know, and you, you obviously uh, your budget is unlikely to uh, to stretch to flying them over or you flying over to them. So uh, I think online is is an incredibly useful tool, but you have to learn to adapt to it and uh, and still try and create that sort of that chemistry with your guest in in a relatively short time. Just probably one last point to go with that, I think, thinking about training, whether or not it's worth uh, people thinking about getting any technique training and interview training, which, of course, there is a lot of that type of thing out there, isn't there? Yeah, I suppose there's two there's two main types of training which you'll, you'll see around and, and the, the main one is sort of media training you know where people where, where companies will charge you quite a lot of money to teach you how to cope with what can often be hostile interviews i would say that's less useful for most small to medium-sized businesses because they're not that likely to come across those situations they're, they're much more likely to be interviewed on local radio or something like that about some new you know initiative or whatever uh, and and those interviews tend to be a bit friendlier a bit more like this uh, you know where it's everybody's kind of trying to do a good job and make everybody feel comfortable and get some useful information out there at the same time but from a point of view of being a host uh, if, if that's your intention and you want to host the podcast then some interview training can be very useful and it's something we've done quite a bit of with with clients over the years where you basically give them some of the tips and techniques and do a bit of practice and and just sort of point out where things aren't quite right and where it could be better and that can really help it can really give you a good start and a good footing but experience is I'm afraid as with all things in life the key to this and there's no shortcut to that you get better as you do it more it's a simple fact so just keep doing it and don't be too hard on yourself with the early ones you know you're not going to get everything right some things will go wrong it doesn't matter at the end of the day just keep doing it have a bit of faith in yourself and you will get better okay dave so that's been really helpful but what I just want to ask as we wrap up here is, are there any other messages that you think uh, would be important to share? Well, I think, you know, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, I would say go for it. It's a great medium and it can really transform your communications if, if you can do it right. But do think about your audience. Do think about why you're doing it and, and do get a bit of advice as well, you know, to get things like the equipment and the content right. But if you're prepared to do that and put in a little bit of work, I think you will reap the rewards. So, so go for it. Thanks very much, Dave. And you've been listening to the Broly Marketing Podcast with our special guest, Dave Harris from Dave Harris Communications. If you'd like to find out more about Dave and indeed about Broly Marketing and the multidisciplinary services it offers, please go to www.brollymarketing.co.uk, where you'll find information about Dave's expertise and, of course, more podcast episodes. So please subscribe, share and keep listening.